0: Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm
1: Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Happy Fourth of July, sis. How are you? Good. How are you? We're great. Just thinking it's Monday, but it's really Tuesday. And so just trying to get back into the swing of things. How was your 4th? Oh,
0: it was great. We hung out with cousins, which still feels so surreal because we've just been far from so much family for the longest time. So Uh it was really sweet. It was a really just simple, chill backyard barbecue. What about you guys?
1: I love that. That's so nice. We just chilled. We went to the lake and swam on Friday and Saturday, but then on Sunday, or what's today? Tuesday, on Monday, on the 4th, we were like, let's just hang out at home and (laughs) relax because we were so beat from the weekend, but it was so fun.
0: I think a lot of people have done that. Like I didn't really see too many people doing any like wild, huge things. I think everyone's pretty chill.
1: I think so too. And I can't believe we're halfway through the summer already. Every, every July 4th, my mom always reminded us we're halfway through and I'm like, "Oh, started, but it's already
0: been such a fun
1: summer. So it's, yeah, it's been full. I'm sure you guys feel that way too. Yeah, it goes by fast. And then we're halfway through the year. You and I always talk about our halfway through the year checklists and goals and I I just can't believe we're six now already and I need to go oh, back. No. I don't to- even know what my goals were, but I'll go back and look. <laughs> I need to go uh, redo those. Some of them. I need a reboot, little recap so. <laughs> Exactly. So,
0: here's everyone's reminder who's listening. This is the halfway mark. And if you need to go reassess what you have to get done um, from now to the end of the year, now is a great week to do
1: that. It's a perfect week. And don't be upset if you need to, you know, reevaluate something. Reevaluate.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm always reevaluating. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm literally like, okay, how can we be better? How can we,
1: how can this house run better Um, a million ways? A million ways. And I think that's just life. And so I'm constantly learning. And speaking of um, constantly learning and surrendering to the Mm -hmm. plan, which is totally everything we, um, talk about on this podcast is recently, um, Roe v. Wade was overturned and that just shook the world. It didn't matter what side you're on. Um, it shook everyone and in the best way for us, but there's a lot of unrest since. And how have you been feeling? I, I just can't believe it. Well, I think
0: it's, I think it's so wild and important to like, even just start, start this whole conversation with reminding people that, um, you know, it it did shake people, which is shocking because the only thing that Roe v. Overturning Roe v. Wade has shown is that it is, it is nowhere in our Constitution. You know, it's not like people still can't get abortions. Exactly. It's not, you, you know, so I think people, first of all, like it's really important that people reassess like their. You shouldn't be anxious or worried that you can't kill children. But Uh for the people who are like, this is the end of women's rights. Um, This is the end of the modern age as we know it. We're going back to the 1920s. We're not. Um, (laughs) We're not. And in a lot of ways, that's that's sad because there was a lot more protection for every person um, back in those days. Um, But as it pertains to life. But for this, it's just the the realization that nowhere does it say that you have a right to to kill your child. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you posted a July Fourth post I saw yesterday that um, had the preamble in it, and, mm-hmm. and the preamble actually says that we all are given um, the inherent dignity and right to life, and that's in the preamble to our Declaration of Independence. So. <laughs> I don't think it, to me, it was not a shock that it was overturned. I mean, it surely was shocking that it happened in our lifetime, but it shouldn't surprise people. I mean, it it, nowhere does it say that you have the right
1: to kill your child. Absolutely. I think that's so important to um, hammer home because the way that social media and just the generation that we've been so blessed (laughs) to live in... uh, (laughs) It's a lot of misinformation and I hate yeah. it heard because it was so used against us during um the covid covid crisis. Yeah. Yeah. But not but truly it is misinformation because the way I mean as someone who has had multiple miscarriages Bridget um to saying things like ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages, w- women will get no help because abortion is now just uh, not true. back to the States is not true. And by the way, it's yeah. back to the States. It's not gone. And so, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, And I love Lila Rose for that. Who, how crazy is it? Says that we will know a living Saint, you know, yeah. we, we know someone who will be a Saint her name's Lila Rose. And she she knows the fight's not over like the goal the end goal is abortion is gone altogether and you would hope most people are on the same page about that um yeah but yeah we, we really are just beginning and and it was a weird um law to begin with and most lawyers don't agree with it and mm-hmm. so yeah, so here we are but I think it just um brings sparked more, so much emotion yes and it, more attention to how we treat people um. Yeah. On, media and off the platform and and yeah, it just really made us think for sure.
0: I think that um, too like it's a good thing it like of course like when it first came out we were like, oh my gosh, we have to do an episode on this. we have to talk about this right. And it was probably just providential that through our life craziness we weren't able to sit down and have an episode until now. but being able to kind of digest everything that I have seen um, and you've seen on social media, um it it shows a lot of anger um and hostility and i think that it's a lot of it is people who are not even touched by abortion you know and Mm -hmm. but they still feel like they have a dog in the fight but there (laughs) might there there may be people also there are women and i know because there are friends who have reached out to me after after all the roe v wade content was put out on social and and they are women who regret their abortions. Mm-hmm. And they have very much carried um, a lot of wounds because of making that decision. Um, but whenever something is on social or in the news about abortion, it is always going to trigger trauma wounds in mm-hmm. women who have had abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of these women said um, that they it actually upsets them more to see friends and family defending abortion. So I think Mm -hmm. these people who are going to the defense of abortion think that they are advocates or allies of women who have had them. And yet, unless you yourself have had one and know what it feels like after that has happened, you're actually speaking for a group of women who you have no idea what that walk is like after they step out of the clinic. You have no idea what they carry out of that building. Um, And so you're, you're defending something that may actually hurt women and you unless you have had one yourself, you have no idea what that burden feels like. And um so so these women said it really it has hurt them to see what others are posting because they don't wish abortion on anyone else, even though they made the choice themselves. So I think we need to be careful also who we advocate for. Are we advocating for a group of people that we have no idea you know, mm. how, what that cross is like. And um, I think a lot of people do that. They speak on women's behalf, mm. even though they're saying I'm empowering women by supporting them in the right to choose. Well, actually, no, you're actually diminishing their voice by speaking for them. Instead, Let's let women who have had abortions speak to us. And sometimes that may be in the form of them screaming in front of the Supreme Court and they have, you know, put, fake blood all over them. And that is their way of showing their trauma. But there's other women that weep silently about their abortion. And I think we need to look at both of those reactions
1: and say both reactions are equal reactions of pain. Amen. Like, wow, I couldn't have said that better. It's so true. Be just the, that so many women we know and my friends who've had abortions, to be honest with you, they didn't post anything.
0: Yeah. So Of course not. Yeah.
1: Why would I mean, yeah. And and it's so funny. It's it's as if we don't have any problems or we have <laughs> nothing. Yeah, we, we're living in quite a um cush time that we just have to just hop on any next bandwagon. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. feels that way on social media that this constant like what side are you on? And
0: yeah, you yeah.
1: don't always need to say something. Uh, of course this is a very um very, very personal and um, passionate topic for both of us because Bridget and I have fought for the um, right to life since we were kids. You know, this isn't just something we decided this year. Um, But there's something to be said about, you don't have to speak to everything. And I love what you said. Like, have you had one? Then maybe you don't need to talk about it. You don't need to defend something you don't know much about. So
0: Yeah. And I think too, like starting to meet women who have who have had abortions, and a few of these women have come on our retreats. And that is the reason they've come on our retreats is to find healing from that. And I just, I like, am in tears thinking about the bravery that they had to step out into the unknown to, to heal from what's happened. Um, And it's we aren't a post abortive retreat. And so they came thinking, maybe I'm the only one. But we at this point, We've had multiple women come on our retreats who um, have had abortions and they've either silently carried it with them or mm-hmm. they've only told like a, so few people. And um, I think being in relationship with women who have had that cross has made me realize that the tone of what you share mm-hmm. is also so important because, yes, we are defending the right to these for these children and these babies to live just like we've all been given the right. If you're listening to this podcast, you, by the grace of God, had a mother who let you come into this world, right? But there are millions who have not even had that opportunity. And so I think that from meeting these women and hearing their stories, it doesn't make me any less pro-life, but Mm -hmm. it makes me realize we do have to be tender to the fact that if there are... 60 million abortions that are what is it 6 million it's either 60 million or some some huge crazy number. There's that many women walking around who have had them. Right. And right. they're still here with us and they're suffering a lot of them. I mean, maybe people who are listening to this want to argue this point and I would greatly open the discussion for it, but I don't know any women who are actually Um, skipping around that they've had an abortion. I've never met someone who is truly joyful that they had an abortion. And maybe that's just a isolated experience that I've had, but never have I heard or met a woman who is truly happy and proud that she had an abortion.
1: Absolutely. And well, abortion, I too think like sometimes people go into it thinking that um, you receive healing from the act of the abortion and that can't be further from the truth. The healing has to come after. And we, of course we love the mother. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel any less of a mother. Um, and so just knowing that um, is just yeah. welcoming them with open arms. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, that like, you know,
0: anybody who is listening to this, who, um, yeah, I think it's an awesome segue into the fact that we do have this fall retreat coming up. We do have an opera, a very unique opportunity to meet in a very intimate setting with other women, um, women of faith of all different, you know, Christian faiths um, that come together to heal from different wounds. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Ken's and I have gone on different retreats where, you know, everyone in the room might be there for a different reason, but there is something beautiful and healing about a group in a room all striving to Mm -hmm. be a better version of themselves, a more healed version. So whether you're coming to the retreat to heal from that, or to heal from divorce, or, or something else, or maybe even just motherhood, like motherhood, heck, like can be a burden, it can be something to carry and and carrying it alone can be tough, and the loneliness can come there. And so Mm -hmm. I think that for anyone listening, who is carrying something, and they're like, I just wish I had an outlet, I wish I had somewhere that I could just um, be for a weekend and be pampered and to be, um, to rest and relax and to pray, but also just to know that you're not alone in, in your healing journey, whatever it is that you're healing from. Um, and that God is at the center of these weekends. And I think that's kind of the most important aspect is that we're not, you know, manifesting change in our lives on our own accord. We're like there to say we are nothing without the help of the
1: ultimate healer. Totally. And let's talk about that too. Like it's just because abortion is the topic, um, widely, you know, talked about right now, everyone has healing needed Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. lives and that many women have to wear that, um, you know, through motherhood, like that knowing of, um, that they maybe aborted their child or were, or had to give their baby up for adoption. Like that is, that's a story, right? Mm -hmm. But we all have stories and we're all broken. Mm -hmm. here. Like one is immune to brokenness and to to needing healing. It's, it's the decision. Am I going to heal here on the side of heaven? And take up my cross and um, join hands with other women. And it doesn't matter what it is. And it's like confession B, We talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're in confession, Jesus is with you because he's speaking through the priest. And the priest does not care what your sin is. He doesn't care um, the details, the intricate details. He cares that you know you are seen, known, and loved and forgiven. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of our retreat is that no, no one there care. They could, we care because we love, but we don't care in such a way to know what your dirty secret is. It's no, I care because I care about you as a daughter. And no a And rec. I think
0: exactly. I think that um, the most isolating part about um, abortion is that women feel like they're alone. They feel like there's no way anyone else can understand this cross that I bear, and the women that I've talked to, like, even though I have different wounds than that, it's like, there is something comforting about saying, like, no, I am on my own healing journey as well. So there's a part of me that can identify with what you're going through. Because like you said, nobody on this earth is not touched by some sort of Hardship because this is not heaven. We are we are pilgrims here, you know. Like this is not our home, and so we are going to be hurt by a parent, or we're going to be, you know, hurt by a life circumstance, or someone who has disappointed us, or even like past relationships. Like I think, even if if you haven't had an abortion, but. You know, if you've used contraception, if you've been in relationships that weren't life-giving, if you've been in, you know, sexually traumatic relationships, I think there we carry, by the time we're in our 30s, we have carried so many life experiences Mm -hmm. that I think one of the reasons why Ken's and I felt so moved to start these weekends is because, like, what better time than, you know, mid to a quarter of your life to start to reassess and say, like... I don't want to carry the rest of this with me the rest of my life. I don't want to carry this into my children's lives, you know? And so um, we just, we, at the end of the day, there's no judgment. And we love, no matter what has happened, like there's, all there is is love. Um, but there is also, when you truly love someone, you desire them to be whole. You desire them to be healed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the core of the message that we wanted to share um, and what we're
1: feeling about all of this. Absolutely. Um, I was just uh, at mass the other week and there's this lady there who um, she gets messages from God, kind of like one of our um, retreat speakers, Jill, um, who we all love. Pink Salt Riot is what she goes by on Instagram. She's an amazing woman. And um, that's another beautiful part about our retreats is the prayer aspect, like being prayed over. Um, mm-hmm. And I walked out of mass thinking, or it was adoration or something, sends me a text and she says, I am hearing for you. And I want to read this to everybody because I think it's perfect for this time in our lives um, with social media and with trying to um, show and trying to prove a point and trying to pick a side and defend it. You are a beautiful gift. And the father wants you to know how truly precious and beautiful and how truly loved and cherished. You are by just being you, not for what you do or show or how well you do it, but you're amazing and beautiful how he created you to be. He longs to bring deeper healing to your heart and to dispel every lie, those lies from the past, from this world, from the evil one, that the evil one wants you to believe to be true. Aww. Keep your eyes fixed. Keep your mind and heart fixed on the Lord because he is the way, the truth and the life. Oh my gosh.
0: Wow. Chills. And-
1: but it's true. How easy, like in these times, to think like it's like this anxiety. Like I, I must show. I must prove. Yeah, yeah. Be constantly doing, and our retreats are so sacred to me and to be because. Mm-hmm. And when you just put all of that to the side and just be loved and just yeah. love yeah. and and go to those places that the Holy Spirit wants to um, move in you and show you, and it's hard to do that in the noise of the world and the noise of what's happening in our government and and the political arena and with friends and enemies and family and all of it you yeah. know
0: it's so. so it that was such a beautiful message because I do think people come into your life and they are prompted by the Holy Spirit to send you truly a message from God because he he's not going to come to every single one of us in the way that we've read about right and Maybe. but he is going to come to us through other people and that is a divine message because I think that, I mean, I even identify with that, like how we need to strip away the parts that are just not necessary and things that are causing us to drift from our true purpose or our true calling, um, which for us, the majority of our calling right now is just like peace in the home, like creating peace in our home, um having a beautiful family and fostering that like is the priority and it's been a huge learning thing for me that I've carried into the retreats um in the times of prayer in the times of the talks of like really like what am I here for you know am I here to do a million things and feel scattered and Mm -hmm. yes I can brag about all the things I'm doing but at the end of the day like my family is stressed out all the time and you know behind closed doors there's not a lot of peace or like am I really here to dig into my true purpose? And that's just to be a daughter and a mother and um, a good spouse. And I think that we need time away Mm -hmm. to do that. And that's why like this, like one of our good priest friends said to me, the saints always went on retreat. Like retreat was not how it is now where you like pay the fee and then you meet up with, 50 people or whatever the retreat, you know, limit is like, he was like, no, they would go into the woods for three days, or they would go into a cabin for, you know, a night, and they would just pray for 48 hours. And that was retreat. And so we do a version of that, first century version of that. Um, (laughs) But the point is that like, you have to get away from your everyday life to contemplate the things that we're talking about.
1: Amen. It's so true, and we want you guys to come on October sixth. We'll be announcing our speakers soon, and it's just, uh, just like I have a smile on my face thinking, "What are you I gonna know. do? Like, what are you gonna do? Because you move oh. mountains at our retreats, and it's I all you." And we already have
0: quite a few awesome ladies who have signed up. And so we're just excited to see who else fills the house. And if anyone has questions, like you can always DM me or Mackenzie, or the Unraveled account. Um, And in the coming weeks, we'll definitely be posting more about it, but um, we're just so excited. We do know that Mary Lenneberg will be speaking and her testimony is very powerful. It's about healing and uh, family wounds and, um, and just like healing from addiction um, Mm -hmm. as a couple and as an individual. And so if any of that rings true for someone listening, she's just an incredible mentor to be able to be in a house with, to be able to talk to like Mm -hmm. in the in-between moments. Um, And then we have Shalini who's just a powerhouse and very into fitness and faith and how, you know, every aspect of mind, body, spirit is all connected and, um, she's just so incredible too. So, so we know a few of the speaker leaders who will be there. And then we've got a couple more surprises up our
1: sleeves as always. And we're so excited to see, um, how God works it all out because the groups yeah. that come, I feel like are always meant to be there. Too. Yes. Wild, yes. Wild. So, anyway, so. well, is this
0: any other adventures that you guys have coming up?
1: Well, we just had visitors arrive today to check out the Black Hills. We, I'm, we're gonna stay put as for the rest of the summer because it's already, it's already almost done. It feels like. But what about you, sis? Oh, just getting ready for this baby. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: I had a, I had an OB appointment this morning, and I just, as it gets closer, you know, it just feels like okay, like it's a mixture of excitement and nerves and all of it but overall I'm just I'm so excited to meet this baby I think that's going to be the highlight of my summer so
1: I can't wait for him to come out and I also oh. wait for you to text me that you're still at home because you are holding out to <laughs> arrive at the hospital. on no meds yeah I can light my candle and say some affirmations and Aww. say some prayers Oh my gosh! Thank you, sis. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm excited. I mean, I
1: don't know if you nest hard, but I am in full blown nest mode. Like
0: marketplace has overtaken me. I'm like, but I get into this place where I'm like, I have to get all my ducks in a row before this baby comes, and it happens every time. I don't know.
1: Every time, Um, ready, no matter what, and that baby will just it calms us. Like once they come out, it calms you. Like yes, it's a sigh of relief. It is so see you guys in October I hope and we'll announce more things this week so stay tuned yes love it sis love you talk soon
0: thanks for listening to unraveled podcast to stay a part of the conversation follow us on instagram at unraveled podcast or on spotify at the unraveled podcast thanks for listening